0: Now, this area I want to teach you is an area of confusion among many clergymen. Some clergymen believe that what I want to teach you is not true. Some clergymen believe that it's true. But you know that I don't care about clergy when I teach the word of God. Theology is something written by man. I don't bother myself about it. I know it. Because of the day of argument. That's why I study. But for the Word of God, if it is written, you can't philosophize it, not with Apostle Williams. And that's what keeps me standing up till today. The Bible is not true because you have encountered it. No, it is true because it is the Word of God. Either you experience it or not does not validate or invalidate it. It is God incarnate. If you follow it, it works for you. Theology sometimes makes you confused to the extent that you call evil good. I want to teach you something. In the book of Exodus 19, God was speaking to Moses. And he says to Moses, come up, I want to reveal myself to you. And I I reminded you, God said, the reason why I want to do that to you is because I want to appear to you before the people so that people may put trust in you. All right? So, Moses went to the mountain. And God said, Tell the whole people to sanctify themselves. And they should not come near the mountain. They must sanctify themselves before my appearance and stay at the foot of the mountain. So, when Moses got to the mountain, God said to Moses, Go back now. Go and bring Aaron. Yes? Come on now. And I told all of you that every minister that I've ordained in CFT must know this. This year, come up to the mountain. Deacons, deaconesses, elders, pastors, you are the Aaron's. Come up to the mountain. The things that God had done through me over the years is available to you this year. But you must leave the camp. Listen to me. I told you some things when I was teaching you now that. This is my wife. She had known me for 41 years. If what I said was a lie, she would tell you. Have you ever hindered me from God? No. Can you? No. Love does not reach there. I love God more than her. And she loves God more than me. The day I think my love for her should override my love for God, I'm finished. I have no reason to leave again. I should just pack my load and get out of the sin and be buried. I we together now. The time for God is not time for love of man. When it's God's time, Every love of man buried. Because the love of man does not sustain my life. And does not determine my death. But the love of God. Is God who determines whether I live. So if God make me live. Then man can see me. Then we can talk of love. I will together now. In that scripture. God said it is time for Aaron to come up. Believe me. Why? What happened on the mountain? Why the reason for the mountain? God said to Moses, I will appear to you before the people and I will talk to you. And the people will hear me talk to you. So that they will put their trust in your leadership. Am I together with you? You know, shortly you will be seeing me very regularly. I think I've been telling you this for many years. Shortly, you won't be seeing me regularly. Very regularly. You won't. My wife will not even see me for months. Because the harvest of this world had begun. You might not have seen it. But in a short time, you will see it. Some of you are part of harvesters. So I told you some years ago if you marry, enjoy your marital life now. Because the time will come that you will leave us unmarried. Now listen to me, therefore, those of you I've laid my hands on, leave the foot of the mountain, join me on the mountain. As I hear God, hear God. As God uses me in prophetic, you will be using prophetic. It's available to you, but you have to leave the foot of the mountain. I went to eat with someone yesterday. They invited me to come and eat. So uh, we entered the house. And a small boy like this is a miracle boy. That boy came out of miracle. I always call him, I don't know his name anymore, I call him miracle boy. As the boy came to greet me, we entered and we were, you know, greeting the whole family and stuff like that. And I sat down and I was talking with Bishop Reed. Mm -hmm. And because he invited me for food, it's a long time we have gone out for lunch and we do that together. And As I sat down, suddenly, Brother Eddie, the one who does our television program, he just went and took the boy. This is about about almost an hour. He took that small boy and he brought the boy to me. He didn't say a word. And he took the hand of the boy and stretched the boy to me. And I held the hand of the boy. He didn't say a word. He saw me when the boy greeted me. So why should he bring the boy to me? It doesn't make sense. And when I held the boy, I'm probing to why. I saw a girl playing around the boy in a pink cloth. Oh, I said miracle. Aha! Look at your sister playing around you. Huh? Are you expecting one? And the mother says, I'm three months pregnant, Apostle. A miracle was looking at me like this. And mommy said, but Apostle didn't know. Yes, I didn't know. But then, I can see. You can see. But you must leave the foot of the mountain. when you are at the bottom how far can you see when you climb up the higher you climb the farther your sight leave the foot of the mountain somebody argued with me that look your members can't be like you I don't believe it because in John 14 12 Jesus says if you have faith in me you will do the things I've been doing and greater works shall you do some of you are doing it already Some of you are. He says, come here. Come up here. For for Isaiah to see, he has to come up. Someone says to you, you can't come up. My Bible says you can. I don't care about what people say. When I was a young man, those who were my father saw, and they told me, you can see. They tell me, what are you doing with your eyes? I will use my physical hand to clear my eyes, and I won't see anything. They will say to me that... (laughs) She said, open your eyes. I said, I'm opening it, ma. I'm opening it, sir. One day I asked my spiritual mother, I said, why can't I see? He said, when I'm praying, you are sleeping, isn't it? I said, so if I don't sleep when you pray, I will see? He said, yes. And when we pray, she said, let us pray. She can pray for seven hours. Why won't you sleep? (laughs) She will pray you sleep. And you wake up, he's still praying. Aha! Then she said to me, You eat too much. That's why you sleep. Instead of seeing, he said, A little food, sometimes do it with food in your belly. Train your belly not to eat sometimes. Just to cry unto your God. He said, Your eyes are dry. Let tears come out before your Maker. And I began to understand the principle. Then I broke my pride. Then I began to seek God with passion. And then I got to the place that I went before God. And then my eyes opened. Lift the foot of the mountain. Come up. Can I say this to you? To those of you who are members of the church. You know, in that, in that 19th Exodus... He said to the people, sanctify yourself, isn't it? And on the third day, come. Do you know that that sanctification of the Old Testament has already taken place for you by Christ? All of you who are born again have been what? Sanctified. Look at the book of John chapter 17. Let somebody stand up and read verse 17. John 17, 17. Now you will read the Bible for me. John seventeen seventeen. Anybody who finds it? I want you to be read in NIV only. Yes. I thought Dr. Johnjo, you were reading. Alright, you are standing for somebody. Yes, who is reading? Stand up please and read, darling. Okay, wait brother. Sanctify them by the truth. Your word is truth. Sanctify them by what? By the truth. And what is the truth? The word is truth. Who is the word? Jesus. Jesus. Now read verse 18. As you send me into the world, I will send them into the world. Uh-huh. For them I sanctify myself that they too may be truly sanctified. Excuse me. Jesus says because of you and I, he sanctified himself. Consecrated himself so that we can be consecrated and be sanctified. So, why God said to the Jews that for the congregation they have to sanctify themselves to be able to come near to God and see God. Okay. Now in the New Testament, if a man therefore be in Christ Jesus, he is a new creation, all things are passed away, all things are become new. All this is from God who reconciled us through Christ. Now there are four. You have been sanctified already. Because Jesus was sanctified. He said, I sanctify myself in order that they may be. So, our sanctification is an inheritance when we got saved. Somebody say amen. Amen. So we are different from the Old Testament. That is the difference. They have to wash their clothes. They have to do several ceremonies. We don't. Jesus did everything for us. I love it.
1: We have been made holy.
0: If anybody says I'm born again and you do not have the encounter of transformation within, you are not yet born again. You are just following them to church. That is, you say you are born again and nothing changes you. Not your physical. I'm talking about inside you. Those things you do before, you love to do it. Those sins you commit before, you love to continue it. You are not born again. You are only following the church. Because born again experiences an encounter in a man when God enters into a mortal man and his heart is changed. Are we together? Yes? So you are holy. You are sanctified. You are a righteous man. Not because you earned it, but because Jesus did it by the, by the blood. Are we all in agreement? Now let me take you to a little further where there is this agreement. Some people therefore believe that once you are holy, that's it. You don't need to do anything thereafter. But I disagree. Why? Look at 1 Peter chapter 1 verse 13. Somebody read 1 Peter chapter 1 verse 13 to me. Now that you are born again, what did the Bible say you should do? In the King James Version... It says, wherefore, guard up your loins, the loins of your mind. Okay? But sober and hope to the end for the grace that, it, that is to be brought unto you at the revelation of Jesus Christ. Now listen to the NIV. I prefer the NIV in many verses of the Bible. It is better than King James There are some theologians who say that King James Version is the best. Lie. I'm studying law. And I discovered that in law studies, all the King James Version have been changed. Even now when they tell you Latin, they tell you the English meaning. Whereas in the olden days, in the days of King James, you don't dare go to court and be talking English. It's Latin. If education have moved on, So that man can have understanding. Anybody who says that King James Version is the one that is correct, he's he's just wasting his life on time. Wasting his life on time. I'm talking from an academic point of view. It's good to read King James, but you better read the NIV to understand what he's saying better. Now listen to this. What is that language in King James saying? Get ready for action. so simple now that you are born again prepare your mind for what for action because you are born again and you are made holy does not mean you will not do any work towards holiness there is holiness to attain by path through christ but then there is the act of holiness which you must leave for a man to say that i don't believe in preaching holiness it is strange because without holiness, no man shall what see God. Hebrew one, what fourteen? We're going to look at that in a minute. But look at what the Bible tells me: prepare your mind for action. Be what? Self-control. That's the first action. Be, isn't it, sister? Read it again now. Read that verse. Therefore, prepare your mind. Therefore, prepare your minds for action. Yes. Be self-controlled. Set your hope fully on the grace to be given you when Christ Jesus is revealed. Excuse me. The first action that a Christian man should do is what? Self what? Come on, let's say it now. Say it to your neighbor. What is self-control? Self-control is control yourself. I mean, NIV does not waste its time telling you some, some logic stuff, some, some biblical grammar you cannot understand. Be self control Prepare your mind for action. Control yourself. Let me tell you. I was sharing with my wife today when we were coming in the car. Every minister of God or saint of God that failed. Check it. You too check it. They fail because of lack of self-control. Now let me tell you. Christians fall from grace because of a particular attitude in their life That is not holy. That is not of God. And when they got born again, they did not deal with it. Listen to me very attentively. As they grow in power, they grow in fame, they grow in blessing. Satan knows that weak point that they haven't dealt with. In the day that they have grown mighty, Satan hid them below the button. Through that very uh, you know, a uh, 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 gap. And before you know it, a mighty man begins to crumble down until they fall flat in disgrace. Now let me tell you. If you are a liar before you are born again, you love to deceive people. When you get born again, if you don't deal with it, Satan will use it against you. If you love money so much, before you got born again, and now you got born again, and you don't deal with covetousness, you pretend as if you didn't have it. In the days after God had blessed you and become so mighty, through covetousness, that will finish you. Look, let me say this to you. If when you were not born again, you love to commit fornication a lot, you go from man to man, from woman to woman, and that's what you do. And you can look at people lustfully. Okay? Saying that you appreciate their beauty or you appreciate how they look. Let me say something to you. What is your business appreciating how somebody else looks? Can you tell me why you should appreciate somebody else looks? Look. Is it look you call it? If you appreciate anybody. It should be your wife or your husband. How another person looks. God bless them out. It's not your business. Because why? If you concentrate on that... Satan can begin to manipulate your mind into adultery. Let me say this to you. If you have not dealt with adulterous mind, and you become mighty in God, Satan will give you a blow below the belt. Bah! Adultery. He will set you up. Let me tell you how he does it. Hold my Bible. No, it's my iPad. It's not, my Bible. Bible is inside it, but this my iPad. Now let me say this to you. This is how it happens. A man who used to be easily, you know, captivated into adultery, he got born again, become big. Alright? Or a woman. What's what ought you do? You need to let people know that that was your failure. Okay? Who are around you. If you're a man, you need to let your wife know. Sit her down. Because they used to say in my language that when there is war, the child of a deaf and dumb, it will go to deaf and dumb six months before we see, So that deaf and dumb will know. War? Yes. Because if the war arrives, as they are shooting the gun, bam, he didn't hear anything. Bam, he didn't hear anything. So they always say that, For a war not to overtake a deaf and dumb, they beat the gong announcement before the eyes of his child so that his child will go and tell him, War is coming, and they run away. The people who are your next lieutenant, your wife, your husband, tell them, This was my weakness. So if you are a man, your wife will protect you from any woman, strange woman. Okay? And if you are a woman, your husband will protect you from a strange man. You will not be in such position as a man and then employ a secretary. Okay? Who will be the one who is closest to you to the extent that she is closer to you than your wife? Something, Satan is setting you up for something. As God sets you up to be great, Satan is seeking to set you up to fall. Now, if you don't protect yourself, And of course, guard your heart so that every lecture about the consequence of adultery, you memorize it in your head. So that when the thought comes, you release the scripture against it. You don't do that. You will just discover that one day Satan will set you up and the secretary will just begin to mess up. And what happens to them once you fall once? Okay? Secretary will go away. She will come back again. You know, because Satan set her up for you. And then many of them who have gone into the arts will believe that, oh, nobody saw me. Nobody knew it. And from one to the other. And then they get demonized. Because if a man in a church is sleeping with the wife of a member of the church, now you are seeing that member, husband, and you are sleeping with the wife. Is that not the highest stage of wickedness? Because the husband will come and serve you and kiss you. And you are sleeping with his wife. Think about that. So, an ordinary born again should not do that. And not feel guilty. Isn't it? But when an anointed man of God does that and doesn't feel guilty, how do you place that? Eh? The reason is because he did not guard his mind. Guard your mind. Guard your mind. You and I have work to do to holiness. The holiness Jesus gave us, he gave us a garment. We had the the, the assignment by Jesus to keep the garment clean. We can't say that Jesus did everything. I don't have to do anything. Satan will blow you below the belt, my friend. You will fall like a leaf. May the devil not make jest of you. Amen. Are we together? Be self control. Be self they said my time is finished. Stand up and let's pray. I was told that my time is up. Pastor didn't tell me on time. <laughs> uh-huh. Give him my job. You? you know what I want us to pray for ourselves? One prayer. We're going to really pray for ourselves that the the Holy Spirit of God will guide us in all our decisions this year. The way I dress, let it be holy. The way I speak, let it be holy. The way I relate, let it be holy. Every decision that I will make, Lord, I want
1: you to decide for me. Apostle Alfred Williams, apostolic leader to churches around the globe, warmly invites you to come and be part of this incredible move of God. Every Sunday at 10 AM, 186 Power Street, Woolwich, London. In our beautiful, recently refurbished cathedral, we are seeing miracles happen. People healed, needs are met, lives are transformed. The word of God is preached with power through Apostle Alfred Williams. I wanted to know that there is a God in heaven who has sent his son,
0: Jesus Christ, and by him, anyone who believes in him, carry the very authority of God with which he created the heavens and the earth. Jesus said, freely you receive and freely give. I want to say this to you. Stop going around to people. Kneel down where you are. Talk to the God who created the heavens and the earth in the name of his son. Jesus Christ, and you will receive your miracle now.
1: And be sure not to miss our two life-changing events, Overcomer's Night Vigil, hear the voice of God, receive life-changing teaching, be lifted through dynamic worship. Become an Overcomer on the last Friday of every month at 7 p.m. And also come and celebrate with us and our exciting monthly victory nights. Receive your breakthrough. Be empowered to win. Come and claim your victory on the first, second, and third day of every month. Whatever age, nationality, or background you are from, there is something very special for you at the Christ Faith Tabernacle Cathedral, Woolwich. Every Sunday at 10am, 186 Power Street, Woolwich, London, se 18 6NL.